love to eat turkey. Do you not know that? Girl, that is like classic. You're going to jail. Hey, haters. Buenos dias. Buenos noches, muchachalatas. He says buenos dias, muchachalatas. Okay, my bad, my bad. Um, welcome back to the Hitters Film Club. I'm Chloe. I'm Gibby. And Bestie, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Well, being that um, Valentine's Day, by the time you guys hear this, will be in a few days. We thought it'd be a fun little uh, episode to do like rom-coms, but specifically we decided to specify on Adam Sandler rom-coms. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the ones on my list aren't necessarily fully rom-coms, but... I'm going to say majority on the list are not rom-coms. Well... But the, a romance is involved, Is involved, and Adam Sandler just, you know, has that energy to yeah. him. So we're going to be dropping into the Adam Sandler Cinematic Universe today. We're going to be giving you our top ten Adam Sandler movies. Um, but before we get into that, let's go ahead. Um, what makes an Adam Sandler movie? So what I think makes an Adam Sandler movie, other than obviously Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. is he's always with an unattainably attractive woman. I was gonna say a girl that a woman that is way out of, way his, league, out of his league, way out of his league. Um, there's always some sort of tomfoolery happening. Yeah, <laughs> there's definitely like. Uh, a lie that they have to like try to ke- keep up with yep. or some goofy there's always something goofy some happening goofy going a lot of goofy voices like i don't even i can't even think of anything right yeah. now but you know you know definitely um like divorced dad energy big this is like divorced dads are just gravitated to this man yeah. he is comedy yeah. legend comedy gold there's something about like jewish humor mm-hmm um, boobs, a lot of boobs, a lot of, we'll get into it, but there's a lot of boob humor, a lot of misogyny, a lot of misogyny, um, Um, some, some homophobia, probably some racism in there, yeah, you know, all the, you're you're probably, like, conservative family, you could get them all in a room together, and everybody would have a good time, Adam Sandler just appeals to everyone, um, a lot of, a lot of Adam Sandler movies can be seen as, like, family friendly even though some have like some really pretty raunchy, raunchy jokes humor yeah um so yeah i mean i grew up watching dumb little adam sandler movies hello yeah i, I mean we definitely watched like quite a few but it wasn't like like i haven't seen a bunch of the classic adam sandler movies until i got into like my 20s i still have never seen Waterboy. i haven't seen that i haven't seen like seen a, the... a bunch of the like really the the little nikki, nikki one. big no, daddy no, i haven't seen those haven't seen those yeah i've just seen like the cheesy like early 2000s like family comedy yeah yeah those are those are my ones yeah. and the occasional serious one that he does every once in a while occasion emphasis on occasional i mean one thing about him is he's gonna branch out oh for sure he's gonna he's gonna just play around in some areas so do you want to get us started with your number 10 yeah. We've, we've ranked these, of course, as always, from worst to best. And I will have honorable, or in this case, dishonorable mentions, as I, Watch Mojo likes to say. I <laughs> have honorable mentions because I just, uh, Chloe said that she had only seen 13, and I was like, I've definitely seen more than 13. And I listed out the other ones that I've watched, and I've listed one specific one that I really want to watch. Um, so let's start with my number 10. My number 10 
is Pixels. <laughs> I have wanted to see this movie, have never seen it. I know it's bad, but I want to see it. That's I why remember it's the my trailers. number 10, because it's really just bad. Yeah. But, you know, it, it it's just something in every 40-year-old dad's brain when they see like vintage Video games game. and like game like, references in a movie oh. <laughs> but i mean it's fun it's got the same kind of em- energy as free guy oh okay kind of that kind of Just like, like cash grab nostalgia yeah, bait type yeah, of thing essentially yeah um but it was fun you know that's that's the thing about adam sandler movies probably because i grew up watching so many of them is that they're just fun yeah like they're not really cinematic go. they're yeah. not, not criterion collection no yeah. but they're gonna you're gonna have a good time yeah uh, so that's my number 10 my number 10 is hotel transylvania okay I didn't want. I didn't know if we were gonna consider Hotel Transylvania as an option. I just went with anything that Adam Sandler's been in. If he's been in it, then I considered it an Adam Fair Sandler enough. movie. Fair enough. Um. Yeah. So me and Gabby watched this on our way to Arizona. It was awful. On a plane on <laughs> Gabby's iPad. And I mean, we are not the target demographic for this, mm-hmm. but it was not. It was not for us. No. It was something, and I think we were both falling in and out of sleep. <laughs> yeah, and it, it had felt been a long like day. the longest flight of my life. I kept waking up, and the movie was still on, and I was like, <laughs> what is going on? When are we freaking landing? Um, so, yeah. yeah no. Transylvania. Not for me. I do love Andy Samberg, but this one let me down. Unfortunate. Yeah. Um,. Sorry, mine, mine are out of order because I just wrote down all the ones I watched and then put numbers with them. Mm. So my number nine, and the main reason this one's number nine and not any higher is because I, for the life of me, can't remember the plot all that much, <laughs> but it's Spanglish. Mm. You talk about this one a lot. I do talk about Spanglish a lot because it was one of the first, like, t- early 2000 movies where we saw, like, the idea of, like, Hispanic women, mm-hmm. kind of, like, and that's where... It, a lot of the tropes started and that's where like Sofia Vergara's character in like Modern Family kind of comes from and other like la- spicy Latina women kind yeah. of tropes come from. I mean, other than like just racism. But um, <laughs> but yeah, Spanglish was about like uh, this dorky little American guy who falls in love with this Spanish lady and wants to like get to know her. And so fool's Russian. Essentially. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Except um it's not Salma Hayek pregnant after a one night stand. No. Who is the lady in this one? The lady. <laughs> the lady. Why Why'd you go to Spotify? <laughs> <laughs> it was an accident. Um, do you want me to go ahead with my number nine or you've almost got it? I almost got it. It is Paz Vega. I don't know who that is. She's in Madagascar. Oh, okay. She's been in a couple of things. It's been a while since I've seen her in anything. Hmm. Interesting. She's kind of... She had the same early 2000s, 90s energy as Mm. Salma Hayek, but (laughs) hasn't gone anywhere since. Salma Hayek, she's still kicking. We love her. I've seen her in, like, a lot of Spanish movies. Oh, yeah. I think she was in... No, I was lying. Never mind. (laughs) So my number nine is Coneheads. I haven't seen Coneheads. So this is one of those great, and you know what? This should be a topic that we get into. I want to say I actually have it written down as an idea. Um, movies that are based off of SNL skits. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, yes, it is. There is a huge, wide universe of 
like either really good movies that are based off of SNL skits or really bad movies that are based off of SNL skits. Wayne's World was an SNL skit mm. first. You didn't know that? Girl. Know. Um, so yeah, like it really varies because it is it is tough to take material from like a three to five minute skit and turn it into a fully fleshed out concept. Mm-hmm. Coneheads is just so goofy. It is ridiculous. I've seen this movie only one time and of course it was my granddad who put it on that is totally his type of movie right there um i don't remember a lot from this i remember it being really bad but also like you it's like a car crash almost like you can't look away from it and i remember subway being involved in this movie like i think they really loved subway and it's an experience you should at least check it out once subway too yeah, honestly, Subway kind of sounds really good right now. Yeah. I think I'm just really hungry. <laughs> that part. Um, my number eight is You Don't Mess With the Zohan. I've never even heard of this. This <laughs> is almost in the same vein as Zoolander. Uh-huh. Um, it's about, like, this, like, flamboyant hairdresser who is just, like... I don't know. He gets into some kooky shit. This is also why it's number eight, because I also don't remember the plot of this one all that much, but I do remember watching it. Um, I have a feeling that it was probably like a, like, just like a parody made after Zoolander, just like trying to- It's kind of giving me Bruno vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of that way. But, um, yeah, he just gets to- That's the funny thing about a lot of, like, kind of homophobic actors is they love to play like gay, gay characters. and feminine characters. Yes. It says an Israeli counterterrorism soldier with a secretly fabulous ambition to become a Manhattan hairstylist, Zohan's desire runs so deep that he'll do anything including faking his own death. Okay. I don't even remember all that, <laughs> but there it is. All right. So yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely a thing is like I think they just liked, like, the, um, I don't know if you've heard about it, the Lady Ballers movie that, like, Fox is put out or something. Uh. One of those really conservative things. And it's just, like, incredibly transphobic. And, um, I want to say Pethan covered it. I watched a video, that one guy. And, um, it's, like, all these people that are, like, it's, like, a failed basketball team. And they're, like, oh, we're gonna just say that we're trans women and compete in women's sports and beat everything. Like, trying oh. to trying to get into the whole <laughs> rhetoric of, like, trans people in yeah. sports and everything. And it's just really gross. And it's, like, why is this impacting you this much where you have to make a whole movie where you're pretending to be a trans person? Like, who cares? Yeah. Why? Unfortunately. Why? Um. Anyways, was that all you had to say for that yeah. one? Yeah. Okay. That's all I had. My number eight is zookeeper with our man kevin whatever his face kevin james yes yes um do i remember the plot for this at all i can tell you the entire plot of zookeeper right now go for it girl <laughs> take it away take it away well that's why it's what because it's not necessarily an adam sandler movie he is in it yeah but it's more of a kevin james more movie. kevin james for sure um where kevin james plays a zookeeper that the animals talk to him yep. and he takes he takes the gorilla to TGI Friday. Oh my god. <laughs> um and I think he's like trying to impress this other zookeeper lady, but I think they're like that trying to great. save the zoo. Probably. From, yeah. Some goofy things in the zoo. Probably an animal gets loose or something. Yeah. You know. Typical shenanigans. Typical. But I'll tell you the only thing I remember about this movie. I've only seen it one time. That was in theaters. 
Um, I was in Pennsylvania for the summer visiting my great-grandparents, and do I remember watching the movie? No. Do I remember going to see the movie? Yes. Do I remember getting a blue dilly bar from Dairy Queen afterwards? Absolutely. <laughs> that is all I remember. <laughs> well, I'm glad it had a good impact on yeah. me. <laughs> um, my number seven, and this is a movie that I rewatched pretty recently, Uh-oh. and that's uh, Just Go With It. Oh, I still haven't seen this one. This is Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Um, basically, and then like the next few is just Drew Barrymore. Oh, just trigger warning, Drew Barrymore. It's the same for me. Don't Stephanie Hudson. Don't listen. It's uh, the same for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's another thing that makes an Adam Sandler movie an Adam Sandler movie. Drew Barrymore and Jennifer Aniston and Jennifer because they collab a lot. They do. Yeah. But um, yeah the the plot of this one is this guy meets this girl and he has like this fake ring that he wears to like impress women i guess they'd like love a, a taken man or whatever mm. so he finally this is news to me usually yeah. men are taking off their rings uh, to cheat or something well, i don't know <laughs> but for this one yeah so he finds a girl that he actually does like so he takes the ring off and puts it in his pocket and he, she finds it. And his whole thing is like, oh, we're getting a divorce. Like, don't worry about it. We're getting a divorce. Um, and so he has Jennifer Aniston, like, pretend to be his soon-to-be ex-wife. Mm. Um, and then she accidentally drops the bomb that they have kids. They don't actually... She has kids, but she accidentally mentions it. And then so now they're his kids, too. Mm. And so... She has to meet the kids, and they go on a cruise together. They go on, like, a vac- not a cruise. They go on, like, a vacation together. Um, long story short, he, like, ends up falling in love with his fake ex-wife, yeah. obviously, um, as the story goes. So, like, fake relationship to yeah. the extreme with a divorce twist. Yes, with a divorce twist. Wow. Right. I will say that's that's a new one in yeah. the genre, I'll it's say. It's honestly kind of, like, it's fun. Like, a lot of... Those cheesy, like, a lot of my my next few movies are just movies that I'll put on. They're, like, comfort movies. They're comfort movies. They're good movies to just have in the background. Um, yeah. Yeah, because you already know. Because you already know what the plot yeah, is. You already know that there's going to be some good jokes in there. Mm-hmm. Peak. Um, my next movie is the first movie I saw in 2022, I believe. And that is Billy Madison. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this one? Um, can't remember the exact plot and reasoning of this, but I want to say he's, like, in his 20s, and he's never gone to school ever, Hmm. because he's, like, a spoiled little rich kid or something, and they say, like, in order for him to do something, I can't, I think he's, like, trying to go to college to, like, impress his dad or something, but yes, he's trying to go to college because he wants to take over his dad's business, because his dad is going to give it to another guy in the company or something, and they're like, well, you've never even, like, gone to school. You can't run a business because you don't know anything. So he comes up with this plan or some, something like that where he's going to go to, like, every single grade in, like, a set amount of time. So he does, like, kindergarten in a week. And he does, like, all this until he can graduate with his diploma to go to college or something like that. And it's just... I want to say this is where the... um Today Junior comes from. Oh. Which that was a hit in Columbia County school system. I didn't know about that one. You haven't heard that mm-hmm. one? Oh my god. If you were in class and you were struggling to get out what you're trying to say, somebody would say that. Oh. It was <laughs> it was a Fort White classic right there. Well. Yeah. Are we surprised? Yeah. No. And um 
Yeah, it's a goofy movie. It's not my favorite of his, but it was like 90s. It's got a bunch of like classic moments that you you know of when you think of Adam Sandler and everything like that. Definitely a crazy plot, too. Hmm. All right, my next one is Blended. Very similar. This, I'm surprised it's not higher for you because the amount of times you talk about it. That is not true. You talk about this movie so much. Really? Because yes. I have to search up what the plot I've is. I've heard you I don't mention remember. it like at least every three months. Oh, I, c- I remember now. This is the one where they have... <laughs> so it's single dad, Adam Sandler, and a single mom, Drew Barrymore. And they went on a blind date together to Hooters. Hooters. And she was like so, you know, appalled by the fact that she would take him to Hooters. <laughs> I don't blame her. Yeah, no. Um, or he would take her to Hooters. But they end up, I think it's, like, the freaking, um, someone's boss. I think it's, like, Adam's boss, his character's boss, like, was gonna go on this resort and canceled. So he's like, here, take these tickets, or whatever, something like that. Whatever. Long story short, it ends up being, like, a blended family, like, retreat, Mm -hmm. where, like, people who's who have, like, children from from other marriages marriages. can, like, learn to bond or whatever. And so they are, like, roomed together, something like that, and end up falling in love, as they do. Um, But it's, it's, like, this resort in, like, Africa. (laughs) And, you know, they they do funny stuff. Funny stuff. They do the funny stuff. Oh, and I totally forgot that freaking Nicole Kidman is in Just Uh, Go With It. No. That's so random of her. (laughs) So random. Uh, My number six. Oh, Bella Thorne is, is, uh, I forgot that she played, I think, uh, Adam Sandler's son. Or, you know. You know. You know. Yeah. Um, My number six. This is a Henson family classic right here. Oh, wait, before you go, uh-huh. I forgot. Adam Sandler's daughter in this movie, her name is Espen. Okay. ESPN. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Just thought I should throw oh, that wow. in there. I know quite a few people that would probably name their children that, ironically, because mm. they worship ESPN. Yeah. Uh, my number six, as I said, is a Henson family classic. I haven't seen this movie probably since I was like eight or ten years old. But do we still quote this movie a lot to this day? Yes. And that movie is Bedtime Stories. I knew it was coming. Um, For free? Sounds good to me? Iconic. 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 Um, basically, the plot of this movie, from what I remember, and you can feel free to jump in here, um, Adam Sandler, he's like telling bedtime stories to his children, and they find out, it's kind of like ink art almost, like the silver tongue. Mm-hmm. Like um, anything that he says in these bedtime stories comes true like i think there's like a gumball rainstorm or something and all of a sudden all these gumballs are raining down yeah so now he's trying to like change the stories to kind of benefit him like Mm -hmm. he wants to get a ferrari for free sounds good to me Mm -hmm. um and just like manipulating the system there's that weird little guinea pig bugsby yes the bug eyes with the bug eyes (laughs) that has stuck with me for years and that is all i remember from that movie but iconic a good kids movie. Yeah. Fun and liked it. And quirky. Quirky. Good one. Um, I'll go into Bedtime Story later because it is up on my oh, list. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So my number five is actually Grown Ups. I never have seen this. I love both Grown Ups. I think they're stupid, fun, <clears throat> stupid movies. Like, they're not great, but they're just fun and Goofy. stupid. That, that just describes all yeah. Adam Sandler Plus, movies. they've got Cameron Boyce, R.I.P. May he rest in peace. Yeah. I loved him in these movies. Because, like, obviously... We had seen him so much in like Jesse, Jesse Disney stuff. So yeah. it was fun seeing him. Do- Descendants. Say, yeah. <laughs> so it was fun seeing him. What he said, I want to get chocolate wasted or whatever his line is. Um. No, I think that was somebody else's. Have line. you ever seen the one Hozier music video with Cameron Boyce in it? It came out right before he passed away. No. It's um almost sweet music by Hozier, and he dances in that music oh, really? video, and it is a really beautiful music video. I will have to watch. Yeah. I remember like learning that he died, and that was just like a shock. That I think it really impacted like people of our age group, mm-hmm. especially because it was like the first time we had like a celebrity that we like grew up with and like yeah. knew and was our age right. to be like passed away like so that. Young. He was so young, so yeah. young, yeah, so it was scary, really sad. Um, but he's in this grown ups movie, and we've got all the stupid guys so we've got chris rock we've got kevin james or no kevin Kevin james is in it uh david spade is that that one guy i don't know let's find out is kevin hart in this movie kevin hart i know he seems like hell no (laughs) this was before kevin hart's time i think oh interesting i'm pretty sure at least the first one bk before kevin (laughs) yeah kevin no not kevin this, uh, 2010, I feel like Kevin Hart didn't get popular until 2012 I was about to say, like, mid-2010s. Yeah. So it's got Kevin James, Chris Rock, David Spade, I was right, and Rob Schneider. Oh. This one, this one's the one that's got Salma Hayek. Okay. And we've got, uh, Maya Rudolph, also queen. queen. Um, but basically, uh, and Steve Buscemi's in there, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, basically these are all just like That's adults. another thing that makes an Adam Sandler movie is either Christopher Walken or Steve Buscemi. Yeah, you're right. One of them is going to be in there. You're right. Um, basically these are like high school friends that start doing like stupid shit, like acting like how they once did in high school, but they're 40 year old men. <laughs> and so it's like quirky, funny. Um, it's got some good bits in there. Um, the one is this scene the one where they're at the water park and they piss in the water <laughs> and they have like color changing water so you can tell if someone oh. pees and so <laughs> i think it was kevin james who pees or something and everyone <laughs> just like runs away from him so yeah pretty funny i i like I, i'm not gonna sit here and say they're the best movies but i like you them. know i always gotta tie in always sunny there here we go there is an episode where they go to the water park oh and it's Thank very you. similar to that. A lot of the reviews are like, can everybody stop pretending that this isn't a good movie? <laughs> or film snobs are just pretentious nerds who hate their fathers. <laughs> um, and last one says, people that don't like this movie don't know what fun is. It's just that kind of movie. Yeah. It's supposed to be goofy. It's supposed to not be taken so seriously. The TikTok I sent you where it's like letterboxed asking people for their top four movies and it's like oh, yeah. the older man. I swear like, I sent that to you. I I'm, I had never I might seen have it. Not. But it's like the older guy's like Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Yeah. And the younger millennials like yes, Grave of the Fireflies yeah. part two yeah. during the depression era. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's so true though. It's so funny. Um, yeah. My number five 
excellent airplane movie right here, The Wedding Singer mm-hmm. with Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this one? I love it's on the list. Okay, I loved this movie. Um, Billy Idol is in here, mm-hmm. so you know I'm on board mm-hmm. immediately. Love that man. Um, this one is obviously Adam Sandler. He's a wedding singer, like a wedding. Drew Barrymore is like catering at a wedding that he's singing at. I want to say, mm-hmm. and that's how they meet each other. And then they just keep on bumping into each other at different catering and wedding events and stuff like that. And they fall in love. Well, I don't remember the plot, so go ahead. (laughs) When you get to it, you can get into it. But yeah, there's like this scene at the end where like Billy Idol is sitting in first class on the plane and he like serenades her or something. It's so ridiculous, but I love it. So camp. So good. And yeah, I watched that on a freaking five hour flight to from la to good lord to wherever i was going dc so good airplane movie yes i would have to agree my number four is click me too (laughs) (laughs) i didn't see this until i was 20 years old oh really yeah i can't say the same I remember the trailers are burned into my brain forever. There's the one trailer where he slow mows on the the jogger mm-hmm. to see her boobies bounce Bouncing up and, and down. Yeah. Of course, gotta have that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, Queen. Yeah, just um, if you don't know the plot of Click, essentially this guy finds. I think he finds He goes to Bed Bath & Beyond, Mm. and he has to go into the special back room. I want to say it's Christopher Walken in this movie. And he gives him the remote. I see, I see. Isn't Christopher Walken God in this movie? I don't know. He's some sort of entity like that. I'm sure. Yeah. A deity of sorts. Yeah. Uh, But basically, he finds out that the remote can literally rewind, slow-mo, pause, skip, skip. Like, everything that a TV remote can do yeah. in your life. In his life. So he, like, skips through fights with his wife. He... If his kids are being annoying, yeah, he fast forwards. Yeah. And it's like, oh, nice. Like, I don't have to live through the boring right. parts of life. If he fucks something up, he'll rewind and do it again. Fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then it gets to a point where he's just, like, fast forwarding all the time. He's skipping all the time. So he's... And then it, he, like, catches up and they're like, oh, yeah, this happened. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. he's missing all this stuff. Yeah. At one point, the remote breaks mm-hmm. and he totally is in the future and he has, like, no relationship with his kids or his wife and he's, like dying of heart doesn't he die i can't remember i'm pretty sure he dies of like a heart attack and everybody's like it's very much like a christmas story almost like past present future Mm. like appreciate what you have is the Mm -hmm. message of it for sure and i want to say he like dies of heart failure and like all his grown children come to his funeral and they're like yeah i didn't even know him like i didn't have a relationship with him not really that sad about it so then of course he goes all the way back into the past and changes his ways and bonds with his family and appreciates his family and his time and even the little mundane things that are annoying and he learns his life lesson wow so moving how incredible all this from a tv remote all that (laughs) so since that's your number four too i'll go to my number three Mm -hmm. and my number three is 50 first dates okay um Fifty first dates mm-hmm. is so cute mm-hmm. and painful and, <laughs> and hurtful. So, if you know anything about me, you know that one of the most horrible, oh, oh. heart wrenching fan fictions I have ever read <laughs> was about anterograde amnesia. 
where tell them what kind of genre this is though like what k-pop fan fiction there you okay. go there i'm so go. sorry xo kyungsu x jongin okay yeah that was we very important it. to note all right okay and, you know what on the same, you can't judge me on the same vein to come in and give you some solidarity my favorite all-time fanfic that i've ever read is a teen wolf styles and Derek <laughs> amnesia fan fiction <laughs> there's something about the amnesia it just tears it's at your soul too good <laughs> but essentially i'll give a quick rundown of the fan fiction first since i brought it up okay but basically the whole story is uh kyung soo has interrogate amnesia so every day he wakes up not remembering the day before because of some accident i can't even remember um so he uses like sticky notes to remind himself of things mm-hmm. and whatever um and then he gets a new neighbor his name is jongin um he's like the bad boy whatever <laughs> they start like falling in love and um jongin's like a serious smoker and got like lung cancer or something and dies <laughs> And so then freaking Kyungsoo has to wake up every day and see, like, all the reminders of, of his lover and then also be reminded that he's dead. So, so why not just throw that all away so I you don't, don't have know. to live through that pain? I don't know. Anyway, I read this my freshman year of mm-hmm. high school and cried in the middle of class and my teacher was like, are you okay? And I'm like, I have some really bad allergies right now. Girl. But because the reason I bring this up is because 50 first dates. Now, the difference with 50 first dates, if you haven't seen it, is that they don't try to remind her that she has amnesia. They try to pretend that she doesn't. fine. Yeah, like that she, every day is the same. So they basically live Groundhog Day to keep her from realizing that she's got amnesia. Um, because they don't want to upset her. Right. So then she meets Adam Sandler, and Adam falls for her, obviously, and then... They meet in a diner. That part. The, isn't this in Hawaii, too? It's yeah. set in Hawaii. Um, and he wants to, you know, get with her, fall in love with her. Mm-hmm. Is it her dad that's the guy at the diner? Um, or is it just some protective No, it's dude? just some cust- like guy that works there that... Everybody in the diner knows her. Everybody knows the situation. So they're obviously going to, like, report back to her dad and be like, hey, something different happened today. Oh, this you might want to watch out. This has Reb Schneider in it, too. I forgot. Oops. Unfortunate. But, yeah, basically, like, from their first encounter, he's, like, very intrigued by her. He's really interested. He wants to get to know her. And then, like, he kind of notices, like, oh, something's up with her. Yeah. Um, that's where he learns that she's got this amnesia and that everyone tries their best to like repeat the same day so that she doesn't notice that it's yeah. it's different for and her. he's like why yeah like she deserves to, <laughs> to know. know she yeah. deserves to be able to live a life not just do the same thing yeah. every single day and yeah. the dad is like no because eventually she's gonna realize that she's getting older yeah. she's gonna Things start have changed yeah. and so finally they like begrudgingly are like let's test it out let's see how it goes and they like fall in love and everything obviously some I don't remember what the big like twist of like the conflict was. Yeah, in this I don't movie. remember. I either. can't remember. I definitely need to watch this again. But basically, the ending resolution of this movie is they get together, they fall yeah. in love. Like in the future, it's said in the future she has children now. Which this is the weird thing. I'm gonna get into it later. Um, they give her a VHS tape every single morning that basically brings her up to speed with what's happening. So she wakes up every morning and sees this stranger on the TV that's like, "We're married. We have children." 
and we're in love. Come downstairs for breakfast. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll get into it more in a second. I'm sure it gets, like, weird. There's, like, weird psychology behind that. Yeah. But that's 50 first dates. Yeah. And that's my number three. My number three is you are so not invited to my bar mitzvah. Okay. We've talked about this many, many times on the pod. Obviously, I loved it. Um, I really love that we're kind of getting into an era where Adam Sandler's daughters are, like, starting to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Not really do their own thing, but, you know, like, have their kind of focused movies aimed at their kind of demographic. Mm-hmm. And I just loved it. I think all teen girls, tween girls make that. That's another thing. We need to bring back tweens. Yeah. Tweens, we need you. I think people are mistaking the fact that people are saying that, like, Gen Z looks much older for their age. And that has nothing to do with how, like, physically they appear. It's Mm -mm. just how they act and the way that they dress. Mm -hmm. Like, I, the way I don't see teenagers wearing, like, cringy outfits with like a side ponytail and fucking Some neon big ass bow yeah. in your head like me yeah yeah i saw a girl or the the video i sent you of the girl dancing to the mad hatter song i realized <laughs> that it said me at 10 years old listening to this song and i'm like 10 years old yeah mad hatter cry baby by yeah. melanie martinez there are so many people like i started listening to melanie martinez when i was 15 yes but that's because cry baby came out in 2015 yes. there are people that would be in the comments that are like yeah i was listening to cry baby at eight years old uh, where is your mother uh, where is your mother crazy um well not just that it's just like how are you so young yeah literally like grow up yeah that ew gross get older (laughs) like grow up (laughs) no if you didn't show up like me the first day of seventh grade in a i think i had a pink flower headband that was ginormous looked ridiculous my own custom made pop tart earrings wow i still have them somewhere there i'm actually pretty proud of them they're cute <laughs> um a pink quarter length aeropostale physical education okay. henley shirt i thought that i was hot shit in that shirt that thing was so cute on me um capri jeans and some hand-me-down gray converses from my cousin that was fashion gold for me back then. I thought I was rocking it. If you aren't showing up to seventh grade like that now, you're missing out. Yeah. That is crucial character building. Now experience. seventh graders want demonias. Uh, they want freaking <laughs> drunk elephants. Drunk elephant. They want acne studios. Probably I am GSX. Yeah. I'm like, can y'all just go through that go tween to justice. phase? Go like, through the tween phase. Please, it's so fun. It really is. I mean, you'll then look you can back, look back and, and be like, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah. But I think that's the thing with social media is, like, you get so, like, ingrained into what's popular and what's yeah. this and what's that. There's that no individuality. Yeah, absolutely none. Yeah. So, if you're 11 and listening, go be dumb. Be, it even gets be to the, It even gets to the point where, like, I remember, like, going through, you go through, like, the H&M kids section. And it's, yeah. like, where are the dinosaur t-shirts? Mm-hmm. And where are the, like, fun things? Like... Yeah. Let your kids be kids. Where's the cartoon monkey that's like, my BFF and I eat cookies or something like that? Yes. The Justice era where every single food item had a A face. face. (laughs) And a mustache, probably. Yeah, and it'd be like, mac and cheese, BFF. (laughs) (laughs) Be the mac to my cheese. Yes. Um, Yeah, but this one, going back into it, it's just such a good, like, little coming-of-age movie for, like, tween girls. That phase in middle school where you're like... Um, figuring out feelings feelings and like 
your friends and having that conflict with other friends. Like, oh, I loved it so much. I was telling um, my manager at my job uh, a story because he was talking about how an old coworker came in and he barely recognized them. And so I was telling a story about how I usually recognize a lot of people and they mm-hmm. don't normally recognize me. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling him that one time I was checking out while I was working at Trader Joe's, I was checking out um, like my all time biggest crush from middle school. And other than like, yeah, I was like, cause sometimes you have a crush and you like never talk to them, yeah. but we were like friends. Mm-hmm. We, I remember me and my friend group, we like split up because we were fighting over him. And, like, we had hung out a good amount of times. And I was like, hey, I don't know if you remember when we went to middle school together. And he's like, can you remind me of your name? Ugh. And uh, even, like, I wasn't even, like, interested in him anymore. But just yeah. that, like, can you remind me? Ugh, shut up. Yeah, get over yourself. At least, like, a, oh, yeah, like, like. You look a little familiar. Yeah, but can you remind me of your name? And we follow each other on Instagram, so, so you should at yourself. least kind of remember me. Yeah. No, I'm definitely the same. Like, I'm very good at remembering people. And here's my traumatic story from middle school is when, mind you, I'd been going to school with these people since kindergarten. We suddenly start at a middle school and they all are like, who are you? Oh, they, I'm dead serious. They they pretended they did not know me. Well, they're missing out. (laughs) Anyways, what's your next movie? Oh, my number two. My number two is actually The Wedding Singer. Okay. Um, I guess... I think I know what your number one is. I'll talk about... <laughs> yes. I'll talk about what you failed to mention. Basically, um, they... So, yeah, Drew Barrymore's character and Adam Sandler's character meet at one of the weddings that they're both working at. They end up um, becoming friends, mm-hmm. and Drew Barrymore's character is... Getting married. Ah, forgot about that. that She's is getting married. Pretty and dang she, crucial. Exactly. She <laughs> hires Adam Sandler to sing Sing-a at the wedding. wedding. Um, and I think she's friends with freaking Diaz. What's her name? Cameron Diaz. Mm-hmm. And I think Cameron Diaz. I can't remember like how it ends up happening. I think Cameron Diaz can like sense that he's like into her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you gotta do something about it. Mm. It is not Cameron Diaz. I wasn't even close. You are mine. Um, you are mine. But yeah, they end up getting together, obviously. Yeah, of course. 1998. Wow. Wow. Alright, my number two. This might cause some controversy here. Uncut Gems. Okay, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Now this... I did not put Uncut Gems in this list. Really? Okay, then I don't know what your number one is. Well, um, I didn't consider it a rom-com. It's... Mm, there's a romance in there, of course. <laughs> there's a, a few. A few. Um. So yeah, this is like totally out of left field for Adam Sandler. This movie had Oscar buzz for mm-hmm. Adam Sandler. This was probably his one and only chance at getting a nomination for mm-hmm. like Best Actor. Mm-hmm. This was so different for him to see him in like a quote-unquote serious role i mean he's definitely a little goofy yeah but not in the same sense that we would see him in like billy madison or something um so this one is the safty brothers a24 my bedazzled furby you drew me in immediately um as miss julia fox likes to say she was their muse she was their muse she was their muse and honestly she's my muse (laughs) she's my inspo that lady runs my life i love her and um yeah, she's just incredible. And it's just so funny. 
so funny. I could get into it. But anyways, the plot of this movie is Howard, Adam Sandler's character, and he's basically like a gold chain salesman guy to yeah, like he's big basketball like a, a players. Jeweler. Yeah. And honestly, I need to go back and revisit this movie because it's been a hot minute since Why I've seen it. Why did we watch this in Bryn's room? Is the question. I don't know. We started it in Bryn's room and then we finished it I think in, in your the living room. room or in my room. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was just like it was COVID and both of our rooms were so dark and his was like the only one with natural sunlight yeah. that we were like we need light <laughs> so um so yeah this one he's like jeweler salesman he's got very high profile climb clients like all these big name basketball players are coming in and there's definitely like some sort of like mob aspect mm-hmm. some sort of underground sketchy stuff going on I want to say he's like making a bunch of sports bets as well i think so and he's like out on money and he's lying to his wife he's cheating on his wife Mm -hmm. julie fox um and just like all this stuff it's super intense the ending is incredibly intense Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to spoil it or anything because if you haven't seen uncut gems you need to go see uncut gems yeah um uncut gems um uh Fun fact about me, if you don't know, I dressed as sexy Adam Sandler for Halloween. Yes, you sure did. That was 2022? That was 2020, period? Yep. Because that was our at-home Halloween party because we couldn't go out. That's true. Um, Yeah, so I... I I was Danny from Midsummer, so... Yeah. Um, Honestly, if you follow us on Instagram, go back, scroll back to October of 2020... We went all out we for sure Halloween did. that year. We sure did. We really did. It was really fun. We just had a lot of time. <laughs> we sure did. Um, but yeah, I dressed as as Howard. Um, I did like by sexy version. I in my head I wanted to be more sexy, but <laughs> I I wanted to stay true to yeah. the character. I mean, I think it still came across as like an edgier version of him. Yeah, and I got um, posted on. I don't remember if they just liked my post or if they posted it on their story. Well, One of the two. Like the Uncut Gems you. movie then, account. Um, what's her face? Chase Sweet Wonders. Didn't she post you? She did. She did post me for Halloween. I have a couple of interactions. Me too. <laughs> Not to brag. Um. Yeah. So there's that. But I did like the, the pose where he's got like the bloody nose in the black and white. And I think they... They posted that one, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. And then Chase U Wonder posted my Bodies, 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 Bodies. Bodies account, or one, and then freaking Half Magic herself. Donnie Davy. Yeah, she commented on one of my posts. Her. And that's the only reason I haven't deleted that one, because yeah. otherwise I would have. Yeah. Because uh. we don't support that photographer. No, we don't. Um, yeah, let's, did you do number two? Yeah. Okay, do you have any honorable mentions before you do your number one? Um, I just saw what shirt you're wearing. I hate you. <laughs> my spring trap shirt? It's so <laughs> fucking sick. Um, I had... I don't know if you've watched it. The Myrowitz stories. Never heard of Noah it. Noah Baumbach. Never heard it's of it. It's got Ben Stiller. Okay. And Adam Sandler. It's such a funny movie because they all... Like, these are all comedians and they're all playing, mm-hmm. like, serious roles. <laughs> really, really good. It has the same kind of energy as freaking what's his name steve carell in in um little miss sunshine where you're just like i would never expect steve carell in a role like this it's that kind of energy um uncut gems obviously um 
I have yet to watch Punch Drunk Love, but I've heard very Me good things. Too. And I love the soundtrack. If you ever want a cool, weird-sounding little song for a dance score, listen to... I, I will die on my grave. Listen to movie soundtracks if you want uh-huh. some good music for your dance performances, period. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, my number one is Bedtime Story. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and the only reason, just like you, like the, this movie is quoted in my family a lot, specifically with my mom. Mm-hmm. I don't think my dad Same with my mom. Yeah. has watched it. Um, but I watched this movie at a drive-in theater in Arizona, one of the first few times that I visited Arizona. The uh, my aunt lives out in Arizona, and for a time, my mom lived with her, and that was, like, a big traumatic part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And um, so whenever we would go visit her, her in Arizona, it was, like, a really fun... Like, yeah. they would try to make it as fun as possible, and it was a big deal. And I, I loved being able to see my cousins. I wish I was able to grow up with cousins. Yeah. Um, but we watched it at a drive-in movie, and for free... Sounds good to me. For free, ran the rest of the that, vacation. Every time we were talking, yeah. we were talking. It was for free, for free. Yeah. Yeah. Every everywhere. Yeah. Too good. Yeah. Too good. It just applies to so many it situations. Sure does. Like, if you care anything is free, you just get excited. Uh huh. I, I. You could tell me it's a free uh septic tank. Yeah. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> Alright, so my dishonorable mentions, and I did rank these. I have three. Oh, okay. I have three. These are movies that I've seen, and they are trash. <laughs> okay. Um, number three, Jack and Jill. I never watched Jack and Donkachino, Jill. Donkachino. Donkachino. <laughs> what is that? Okay, what is that? And now I'm just now realizing, I saw bedtime stories at my Aunt Annalyn and Uncle Nick's house, and I also watched Jack and Jill at my Aunt Annalyn and Uncle Nick's house. That's so funny. Okay. Um, yeah, Jack and Jill. So bad. So, so I, I can't believe watched. you haven't seen it, actually. Mm. It's that bad. Um, number two, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. I've talked about it on the pod before. Incredibly, incredibly homophobic. Mm-hmm. So bad. I mean, in the end, they got there with their message, I'll say that, what they were attempting to do. But the journey along, I was like, this is oof, oof. I want to say they dropped the F word. The F slur, mind you, about five times. Um, yeah, so not not too <laughs> cute, not not too good. Number one, technically not an Adam Sandler movie. Another one I've talked about on the pod before. The most misogynistic, horrible, racist, ev- everything under the sun that could be wrong with it is wrong with this movie, and that is the hot chick. It's just, it's just so bad. I haven't seen that one. Rachel McAdams is <laughs> this movie. Okay, Rachel McAdams. So bad. All right, my number one is Fifty First Dates. I love this movie. It's just so good. It was so cute, and I just, I always keep thinking about it. Doesn't he play like? Isn't his character like a, 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 work at a, like an aquarium? Something like that. He's like a marine biologist. I want to say that, yeah. But um, yeah. The the thing that I wanted to get into that is weird about this movie, and I want to say I originally read this like in the letterbox comments, and it's just kind of stuck with me. But it's like, she has kids. Imagine just waking up one day and you're like seven months pregnant. Like the psychological impacts of that is so scary. And just like so many weird things along the way. Like obviously this is never going to be realistic for real life. But like some aspects of this, it would not work Mm -mm. in real life. That girl Mm -mm. would be in the mental ward. Mm -hmm. So 
But other than that, it's a really cute movie and I really like it. And mm-hmm. she slays. Um, but that was all I have. Now, Bessie, you mentioned worst date stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's let's give a little pause real quick. Okay. Yeah, I was just like thinking, okay, we can make it a little bit more Valentine's Eve by talking about like some bad dates. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any? Go ahead. My favorite, okay, my favorite <laughs> Valentine's Day fact, I would have to say, uh-huh. is when you were put into a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I have that magazine I in the other do. room. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at the University of Florida, there is a little indie magazine, and honestly, the aesthetic of it is so cute. I really do love Rowdy. Mm-hmm. If you're at UF, get involved with them, or at least support them in some way. Um, so yeah, when I was dating my ex-girlfriend... Um, we, like, because I followed Rowdy on Instagram, me and Gabby applied to be models for Rowdy so many times. They and we hated us. never got And they had the most basic-looking bitches on there. Literally. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, and I, like, sent them, like, photo shoots that we did and everything. They did not F with us. Mm-mm. Um, but anyways, we did get, I did get accepted because I think Rowdy put out, like, did you and your significant other meet through, like, Tinder or something like that? And I was like, yeah. So we, like, met with this girl who, like, interviewed us, and I still follow her. She actually just moved to New York, and um, so she, like, interviewed us over FaceTime and all that, and we, like, (laughs) our first date was at Chipotle, so we went to Chipotle and, like, took pictures there for the magazine. So, yeah, I am in a magazine, but it got released after we broke up. (laughs) That part. Of course. Um, Yeah, and there's just some really cringy lines in there and everything, (laughs) so I'm not going to get into it, but yeah. Um, no, but what I was going to say, I haven't been on that many dates, honestly, but, um, like, the worst one, honestly, was with a man. Yeah. This was when I was working at Hitchcock's. Do you remember this? And one of the guys that worked there, I want to say he did, like, stock back there, and this was back when I was like, maybe I'll give men a shot. Let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm open, whatever. And so he, like, came by, and he was like, yeah, do you want to, like, go out to lunch sometime or or whatever? So I was like, sure, whatever. And so literally after work, both of us are still in our stupid Hitchcock's uniforms. We go, like, across the street to Moe's or something and have, like, a really awkward sit-down. I think I got, like, chips and queso. (laughs) And then he dropped me off at my house, and then, like, he was, like, really weird. Like, just blowing up my phone all the time and being, like, really weird like I just did not like his vibes at all and he was like getting mad because I wasn't responding to him so I freaking blocked him because I don't owe you anything Mm -mm. and then I got scared because I was home alone I thought he was gonna come up to my house and murder me oh because he knew where I lived but I'm alive (laughs) (laughs) but he didn't he didn't kill me (laughs) um no my I also haven't done a lot of dates um like first dates that were all that bad yeah um I do remember one specifically it wasn't even like a real date it was definitely forced upon me it was like my friend um from middle school but I think we were already in high school at the time but we were just hanging out we were gonna go see a movie and she wanted this boy to come with her and I think it was his brother or his friend Mm. had to come with also and so I was forced to hang out (laughs) with them and I think we wa- when we were originally going to go in and watch fucking Bad Grandpa. Oh, God. But then we ended up watching Thor 2, mm, I think. The Dark World. Yeah. Um, regardless. Terrible movie. I, yeah. 
Um, and I remember this, I was like sharing an icy with this dude and afterwards he was like trying to talk to me and I was like, I'm literally just here to hang out with yeah. my friend and she, <laughs> she this. involved you guys. I'm mm -hmm. so sorry. But that's Did fine. it work out with your friend? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. It was a wasted effort. She, yeah, there was a lot of times where I'd be sleeping over at her house. There was one I remember specifically. I was sleeping over at her house and she's like, can you go to the guest bedroom? I'm about to sneak a dude in my room. Uh <laughs> and I was like... Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> and she had me, like, flush the toilet to, like... <laughs> she had me flush the toilet <laughs> to, like, make it loud so that she couldn't oh hear him, like, God. sneaking through the... Uh, yeah. Wild. Just play some music or Wild. something. Wow. That reminds me... So, like, I had, a, I had a dream. I think I was, like, in high school at this point. And so the thing about me is, like... I think I've said this before on the podcast. We lived in one city, but we actually went to school in a different county. So growing up, I never like had friends who lived near me mm -hmm. or anything like that. So I had like a nightmare and I was like, I've said it before, such a goody two shoes in high school. I never snuck out. I never did anything crazy or anything like that. I had a nightmare that I snuck out of my room and walked all the way to the McDonald's was like by the interstate and got myself a cheeseburger and then walked back home and my mom caught me or something yeah totally off topic but there you go no yeah so dreaming about walking to get some cheeseburgers i mean i do it yeah all right so let's get into some questions i'm gonna start off with um one from bestie nicole because she sent it literally like two hours ago um i accidentally opened it i read it i read the don't open I after i opened it <laughs> um bestie nicole says do y'all think adam sandler is method acting um i think i don't i don't think so i think he's just this kind of guy i think that's just his sense of humor and that's just who he is yeah so and i, I don't even know what method acting for an adam sandler movie would look like like, pretending to be Jim Carrey or something like that? <laughs> I don't Maybe. know. Um, Bestie Thomas said, V-Day plans? No. Um, yes and no. Um, we're still working on the kinks, but I think we're going to go to the African American Museum, you know, both for Valentine's Day and for, for Black Ooh. History and for the... I saw a, a TikTok... <laughs> Of their plates, bring they have some mac and cheese. That shit looks good. They got some good looking plates. Um, mm. so yeah, so I think that is the plan for the day, and then depending on how much that is, we'll do something at night. Mm -hmm. Bestie Thomas, of course, asked if Adam Sandler could fly. Where would he fly to? <laughs> um, I think he would fly to Hawaii to say the same <laughs> to see his. His 51st wife. Oh, 50 of them? Yeah. Bestie Thomas said, what franchise should Adam Sandler infiltrate? Horror. Horror. Absolutely. Because if you watch Uncongems, the amount of anxiety and mm -hmm. stress that lasts like 30 minutes of the movie gives you is insane. Um, I would think he would do great. In he did Hubie Halloween. I've never seen it. I, I did watch it. really bad things It's about not it. great. <laughs> Uh, mainly because he does like a stupid accent the whole time, but like it's not. It's just like a kitty kind of Halloween movie. Mm -hmm. But he would probably we need like a genuine yeah, yeah. terror. Yeah. Let, put him and Ari Aster in a room together. Mm. Let's see. Mm. Let's see. They would cook up something real good. <laughs> uh, Bestie Thomas said, "If they remade Twilight with Adam Sandler, who would he play?" 
Brynn Esme. Or I, like I could that. see him as one of the Voltori. <laughs> I was gonna say well, that what the one who goes Bella. Yup. Renee's way is Bestie Thomas said, "What would Adam Sandler's drag name be?" Um. Well, considering Jack and Jill, I think it'd just be Jill. Because mm. that man was in full drag. I think it would. He would probably make some sort of, like, Jewish double entendre kind of thing. Oh. Like, Lady Latka or Lady something. Lady Menorah or something. Lady Menorah. Labia Menorah. <laughs> that one's good. That one's good. That one's really good. Oh, my God. Adam Sandler, call us. <laughs> SNL, put me on stage right now. Alright, Bestie Nicole said, wear and upload a pic of y'all in Adam Sandler fits. I'll post a video of me from Halloween when I dressed up as a divorced dad. I think that really fits. And I'll post me from, from Halloween. What if we post when we did drag? Remember and we went to Taco Bell? Oh, the d- <laughs> oh yeah. We dressed up like dudes and we went through Taco Bell drive-through. Why? Oh, I don't know why. Because it was twenty twenty. We had twenty. And we put Tom, uh, Thomas in a wig. Yeah, gorgeous. Slate. Absolutely beautiful. Not better out of than the me. Park, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah. So we went through the Taco Bell drive-through and they were not having it. No, they, they were did like, not care. Can you leave? <laughs> we put like five o'clock shadows on. <laughs> <laughs> You Stupid. looked the scariest, I though. Did, I you did. really did. And I was taking like Snapchat pics and videos with like those, <laughs> yeah, with those like ugly filters, and been like, "What's the play? <laughs> What's the Eddie? S- slide up for the Eddie." Um, Bestie Nicole says, "Fuck Mary, kill Adam's love interests." We're oh. gonna say Jennifer Aniston, Drew Barrymore, and what's another one that we can do? Who else is this man with? Um, Adina Menzel. We can do Adina Menzel. Yeah, he is with her a lot. Sadly, killing Adina Menzel. Sorry, Elsa. (laughs) (laughs) Elsa? You're gonna kill Elsa? And I think I'm gonna marry Jennifer Aniston. And I'll get down and dirty with Miss Drew Barrymore. I was gonna say, fuck Jennifer Aniston, marry Drew Barrymore, and kill Adina Menzel. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. She said, defying gravity. Oh, okay. Ah! Wow. You really hit that note. (laughs) Bestie Nicole said tutorial on how to be as swaggy as Adam. That man does not care. Yeah. He don't care. You see the way this man leaves his house? The longest basketball shorts possible. Literally. The baggiest. Acting like it's 2005. The baggiest t-shirts possible. Yeah. Playing basketball on a random street in mm-hmm. New York with, with Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Like, that man just lives Adam his Sandler, life. Adam what are you doing here? I'm just waiting for them to play Gangnam Style. <laughs> Bestie Nicole said, Adam Sandler, Oscar win. Unfortunately, I think Uncut Gems yeah. was his last shot. I mean, Unless if, he does something else Unless like he that. does something else like that, I just don't If he works see with him. Noah Baumbach again, it might, might happen. It might happen. Ari Aster? That's what I'm saying. Him and Ari Azzer. Link up right now. Oh, the way that Bo's Afraid got nothing, nothing for the Oscars. Got, anyway. I mean, not a shocker. No. They never put horror in there. They would never. Yeah. The, the way they treated my girl. At least original screenplay. The way they treated my girl Tony Collette. 
Absolutely. With hereditary? They robbed they her. They do not care. Um, and Best Nicole said, do any of his movies pass the, Bech- the Bechdel test? That's actually a good question. That is a good question. Um, I'm going to guess no. Um, Possibly no. Yeah. Gabby's going to look this up while I continue to the next movie. Or next question. Bestie Nicole said, what would Adam Sandler's role be in a Hallmark movie? I think he'd be that weird Santa that like kind of shows up and is like, oh, the magic of Christmas. You know what I'm talking about? Like there's always some random Santa, like in the Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie. Yes. And lastly, Bestie Calvin said, why is Bed Bath & Beyond and even more beyond out of business? I wanted click. Well, good news for you, because Bed Bath & Beyond is technically still open, but only online, so you may be able to find the remote there. Take a glance. Did you find anything, girl? Mmm. Mmm. What does this mean? Uh, I'm trying to find it. She's not doing such a good job. It's hard. Go, Uh, Go to the website that we used. I'm trying. We're pausing, we're pausing. Okay, so we, we just looked. Um, 51st States does not pass. Uncut Gems does not pass. Um, what else did you say did not pass? You know what? You are so not invited, invited to my bar mitzvah. Definitely does pass. pass yeah. That is for the girls. Let's see. Let's see if Wedding Singer passes. Mm. Wedding Singer does pass. I was going to say, I think it does. Yeah. Because her, her and her friend talk to each other. But they do talk about Adam Sandler. So. But anyways. Yeah. Are you ready to get in some media, ma'am? Yeah. You want to take it away? Sure thing. Sure thing. So, I watched, um, Earth Mama. Um, Chloe put that on and I caught a peek. Um, one of the reviews that I liked was Dominic Feige Jump Scare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did not know that man was in that movie. <laughs> but really nice movie. Then we watched Poor Things. Which I have some thoughts. Mm-hmm. We can go into it one day if we wanted to. Then I rewatched Saltburn because I thought Sam would not be interested at all in Saltburn, and then she was like, "No, I did want to watch it," so made her watch it. Yeah, because you had said that you're like, "I don't know if this is her kind of movie," and then y'all were watching it. I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, yeah, I I, I genuinely didn't think she would want to, and she was like, "Yeah, it was alright." <laughs> and then I made her watch Princess Mononoke. Oh, that was so. Which good. I. I want her to watch. Everyone should watch that. Honestly, I, I, yeah. the message in that movie is so, so good. Yeah, I want her to watch Howl's Movie Castle, but I wasn't feeling like watching Howl's Movie Castle. You gotta be in the yeah the mood, but it's a good one. Princess Mononoke is a different vibe. Mm-hmm. And then we watched Beauty Shop. I love that movie with Queen Latifah. I had That's not a seen it before. Great airplane movie. Yeah. yeah. And then you and I watched Dicks the Musical yesterday. <laughs> um. So first of all, I'm gonna shout out Danafil Games. Poppy Playtime Chapter oh, yeah. 3. So scary. Oh my god. So What's scary. her name? Mrs. The Teacher. I don't remember. Miss Fortunate. Miss Fortunate. I don't know. Terrifying. I'm going to say even scarier than Catnap. Nah. Maybe not. Um, But I'm really... The way they left it off, I'm very excited for Chapter 4. I'm surprised they didn't... I mean, they do this all the time where they kind of <sighs> leave it open-ended. I'm just like, can y'all just... Get to the story. Yeah, no, they, it genuinely, like, not, it, as I've said, it takes a lot to freak me out. Poppy playtime, something about it freaks me out. Mm-hmm. It's a little scary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then I put on Earth Mama, and yeah, that one just was, wow. 
it really gets into like the whole childhood protective services and the way that it ends too it's just like so sad like she's put in all this effort and that's all that she's going to yeah. get and just the way it's, that the system impacts black families mm-hmm. and like everything like that it's interesting to see that right now florida project is making its rounds in popularity again it's because they just put it on netflix right yeah and it's it, it would be good i would love for that same hype to go with this movie because yeah, obviously it's the, same vibe. it's the same kind of like the struggle with cps but you know in, in black culture and yeah, how much specifically how, how it impacts them yeah. than a white person in the system mm-hmm. um we did watch poor things honestly we could get into that now because sure. i don't i don't see us really i mean unless we're talking about the oscars but i don't think we're gonna get into it mm. then um you didn't really care for this movie i had like a i mean i thought it was beautiful i will say the set costumes right love the soundtrack obviously like there's a lot of commentary on how these men were taking advantage of this almost like infantile woman Mm -hmm. um my only disdain with it was like i felt like they could have been a little bit more subjective instead of so visually like like about especially like the sexual acts with her Mm -hmm. um because it's just like weird to see her in a scene where she's like playing with food and like walking like a toddler and then she's like inserting a cucumber into her or whatever and it's just like it was just like uncomfy in some moments like it was just definitely not obviously there's like a lot of message behind it but i Mm -hmm. think it could have been a little bit more not vague but just like less descriptive yeah No, I, I really want to watch the movie after that and, um, no, watch the movie after that. I meant read the book. That's, <laughs> we've already watched the movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely understand that. I think it's just, like, the way, like, oh, we're concerned about her because we know she has this infantile brain. Why aren't we concerned about, like, all women being treated this way? Who, even if they're on, everybody's on a different stage of development or whatever. And just, like, the morality of, like, her having a choice in the matter of being brought back to life. Like, every single man in this movie is taking advantage of her. Mm-hmm. Even God says, like, she's just an experiment. Like, trying not to get too personal with that and all that. And I just really, really liked it. And just, like, the way you grow up. Like, she was so innocent to everything. And then Harry shows her, like, all these people that are suffering. And she wants to do better for them and everything. Yeah. And just kind of realizing, like, you can't help everybody. Just, oh. I could write essays, I could write (laughs) literature, I could write books on it. I loved this movie. So good. And it's hilarious. I was was racking up during this movie, and the ending is wild. Love the ending. Um, Did you ever watch it, or you just listened to it? I just heard what you said. (laughs) You gotta watch it, it's funny. Um, Then I watched on my airplane The Strangers Pray at Night. I thought that this was the first movie in the series, honestly. And this was where I sent you the screenshot of the two girls. I was like, I honestly thought that they were the same people for all these years. They are not. Um, I really enjoyed this. I I think it's just because I'm easily swayed by um, neon lighting and horror movies and 80s soundtracks. Um, But when I got off my plane, obviously I logged it on Letterboxd and this movie has terrible reviews. I gave it four stars. It always happens. I gave it four stars. I had a great time. Um, And I want to watch the other movies. And... Yeah, that's what I got to say about that one. Then I watched Just Mercy while I was... I, like, started it on my airplane, and then I had to do some work. So I was watching it while I was working, which was a really bad idea. 
because I was like bawling my eyes out while like trying to get a production out to the defense attorneys. I read this book. I mean, obviously it's based off a true story. I read this book a couple years ago, so I already knew pretty much the deal. And um, yeah, there's just a scene in the middle of the movie where it's about death row inmates and everything. And one guy, he's being put in the electric chair and everything. And it's just very highly emotional. So good. And like the comments for this one, it's got like pretty average ratings. It's like, it's good, but it's just like, it doesn't really do anything. Mm -hmm. Like it's a true story. It's impactful and everything, but I, it was very impactful to me. I really enjoyed it. I was crying so much. And I could get into the prison system. I could get into, ooh, I could get into it. I could get into it. And I, I was, I, I got a lot to say on that one. Um, then on my plane yesterday, I watched From Dusk Till Dawn with Miss Alma Hayek. I had no idea there is quite a twist in the ending, I'll say that. Okay. Um, this movie is so goofy. It's got Juliette Lewis, again, my queen, Salma Hayek. George Clooney, Quentin Tarantino. Oh. Jump scared. Beat him up. Um, and there is a scene in which he does, Salma Hayek pours tequila down her leg and the tequila drips off her toes into Quentin Tarantino's mouth and he totally sucks on her feet. Didn't need to see that. Let's cut that one out, buddy. Oh my God. Um, so yeah. Other than that, great movie. And then yeah, last night we watched Dick's the Musical. This movie is so insane. So goofy. So insane. If you guys are freaking out over Saltburn, <laughs> go go see the Sewer Boys, okay? Yeah. Call up the Sewer Boys. Bo and Yang did such a good job. I so love funny. Bo and Yang. He's so funny. It feels like he just like was like he had some free time. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> That's it. any movie he's in. He's just so. Oh, he's too good. Um. Yeah. That's all I have. Do you want to give us some song? Sure thing. Sure thing. Let's see. Um, let's see. I've got... Oh, you got... got... Um, let's do GUI by Lady Gaga. Yeah, that one's next. Um, Scream by Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> Don't... Can I tell that story very quickly? Go ahead. So when my very first trial that I had to do, we were, <laughs> <laughs> we were um, having to basically put like subtitles on undercover, like agent footage that we had of them meeting with this doctor. And he was like bragging about some concert he went to and my coworker couldn't figure out what he was saying because he was like kind of mumbling it. He had a really thick Southern accent too. And so she's like, oh, can you just watch this and, like, let me know of any edits that you want me to make to it. And so I listened to it, and I'm like, he's saying Avenged Sevenfold here. <laughs> and she's like, how do you know that? And I'm like, because of my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> so in court, you're welcome. Subtitles, Avenged Sevenfold. Okay. Hey. You know, I do what I can Added for the American much government. needed context yeah. to the situation, I'm for sure. Thank you. And that's why he was found guilty. So thank you for your service. Yeah. What can I do? What can I say? Um, and then I'll do Kill Shot by Magdalena Bay. This one was like a very popular TikTok song, but it just scratches. Scratches the head. I'll play it for you. You'll <laughs> like it. And then we'll do It Girl, um, Aaliyah's Interlude. I-T-G-I-R-L. You know I am that girl. Shh. Don't tell. Is that all you have? Yes. How many did I? I didn't even know. I think you did like four. Oh, okay, I'll do one more. Um, let's do... 
Lego Ring by Faye Webster and Little Yachty. Ooh, yeah, that one's good. Uh, I'm gonna do Rag and Bone by The White Stripes. I'm gonna do Call It Fate, Call It Karma by The Strokes. Magic Man by Heart. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna do... Mm -mm -mm. I'm gonna do Here Comes My Baby by Cat Stevens. And let me give y'all one more. Let's do Blasphemous Rumors by Depeche Mode. Peaky. Huh? The peaky. The peaky mode. Peaky mode day. Deep. Ikiki ibi. <laughs> what is that? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, hold on. Igiki ogiki. <laughs> All right. Let's just close out. Follow the pod. Follow the pod at Haters Film Club. Follow me at Curly Femme. And you can follow me at Chloe underscore R Mercier on mm. Instagram and Letterboxd. And we'll catch you next time. We'll see you on the flip. Send this flat. to Adam Sandler. Send this to Elsa. Send this to Hans. Send this to. Send this to Julia Fox. Yeah. Julia Fox, if you're listening, I love you. And please put me on your podcast as well. And send this to Labia Minora. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. <Goodbye. Jay. laughs>